Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Well, butter my butt and call me a biscuit. Have you been dying to see us live? Then get psyched about the last podcast network, Country Jamboree, at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee, on June 18th. Jackie, we're not at the Country Bear Jamboree, but I am grinning like a possum, eating a sweet tater. Because we'll have all your favorite LPN family out and performing live, including last podcast on the left, page seven, Wizard and the Bruiser, No Dogs in Space, Brighter Side, Fraudsters, Someplace Underneath, The Story Must Be Told, and more. Tickets available now. Again, that's the Ryman Auditorium on June 18th in Nashville, Tennessee. The last podcast network, Country Jamboree! Riverdale, baby. What does Veronica say? That's Riverdale. Jughead. Jug. Whatever she says. Jackie can't even correct me because Jackie's here. But also, we're trying to have her be as quiet as possible. So you need to hear her quiet, silent laughter. But she is going to be here to weigh in. But I'm the Jackie today, Jackie. I will say once a piggy, always a piggy. Once because a piggy, that always a piggy. Made me laugh so hard. Oh, man. We're talking Kevin's demons. We're talking <laughs> Archie's previous childhood abuse by his teacher that totally was not presented as abuse at the time. But no. now Riverdale has been like, wow, we probably shouldn't have had a relationship between a student as a te- and a teacher be sexy. So now we'll pretend that we thought it was bad the whole time. We're talking Veronica and her daddy and her various murders. There is this Riverdale episode has everything. And so we are here for Riverdale Roundup for episode one. Oh, Lord, this is the part that Jackie always does. Uh, <laughs> I'll figure it out. It is- I know it's, it's 108, <laughs> season six, episode 13, chapter 108, ex libris. I will say it did scratch my literature major itch and i was like i know that book i know <laughs> that book oh i know that book yes we love a heavy-handed literary reference in riverdale and this one was full of them there was uh so all right so i will set the scene and again listeners i'm trying to do 
the heavy lifting and the talking and the carrying. But I'm also trying to not talk over Jackie because probably when you don't have a voice, somebody <laughs> aggressively talking over you, probably not particularly helpful. Um, but So Jackie, feel free to wave at me though. if you want me to shut up. I love this. I, I really appreciate it because... Um, I forget that I'm always the one that people have to like jut in <laughs> because I have so much to say at all times. So I just want everyone to know this has been really um, enlightening mentally for me um, to allow other people to speak. So thank you, MJ. And thank you, everyone, for listening to my croaky voice. Well, I because what am I not going to talk about, Riverdale? <laughs> I know, really. We, Jackie, shouldn't be doing this, but we are, and that's where we are. And so now we get to find out how everyone else fills the silence when Jackie is not filling the silence, because usually we rely on Jackie to do it for us. And luckily, I'm also deeply uncomfortable with silence, and so I'll fill it. Will it Will it be as, as smooth as when Jackie does it? Yes, it, it, will. it? It will be different, and we're going to have a great time. I like time. it. I have, I have. I feel like I'm gonna backseat drive you. <laughs> like, no, remember the turn signal. Remember the turn. <laughs> you are because there's, you know, it is the the skills you don't realize other people have until you have to do them yourself. This was how like I was in high school when I thought I like tried to learn guitar and I realized all these people I thought were idiots were actually really smart because they knew how to play guitar. Yes. Same with snowboarding. Um, and so not that I ever thought Jackie was an idiot, but you don't realize how much skill it takes to, to structure an episode of Riverdale because there are so many plots and now I'm in charge of trying to figure out how to talk about all of them at once. And it's, it's going to be an adventure, but buckle up because this is a Percival Pickens episode. Ugh. We still don't like him, but he is the mayor now. And, and he's closing the library? He's closing the so library. He's, he's getting rid of the town. He's putting up a railroad. And he's closing the library. How evil can this man be? I also, yeah, I love that he's like all about town revitalization. And then he's like, oh, no, we're closing the library. I guess those two things, that actually is somewhat realistic because, of course, libraries are always under attack. Um, and anything that is a public good and publicly funded is always under attack in Riverdale and the rest of the country. And so Percival Pickens, privatizing force that he is, wants to put up a hotel for the railroad station, which is also strange because, like, I don't think that most, like, small town railroad stops have a big luxury hotel next to them. But No, I don't think so. You know, in Riverdale, I guess that's what's going to happen. And so he... <laughs> uh, I love I love a good like library returning book plot line. You know, Seinfeld has a great episode about this. Because I feel like no one ever quite understands what it is in the law of what happens if you don't bring back a book. Totally. Because like as kids, weren't you ter I was terrified of bringing back a book late. Yes. Because like I, even though it was 10 cents a day. It's just 10 cents a day. But I thought like the world was going to end if I didn't return the book. And again, this is like there's a there's a Seinfeld episode about this where, you know, people they don't return the book for so many decades and then they end up with like thousands and thousands of dollars of a fine. I really 
should ask my mom, who is a librarian. I don't think that that's how it works. I think there's a, a ceiling on how much the library will find oh, you. And you it, should have had your mom on this I episode. know, I know. If I wasn't talking so much, I would text her, but I cannot talk and text at the same time. <laughs> so I'll have to report back on that. But I think that there's a ceiling. Like, I don't think, I think that even though we all think that if you don't return a library book for several decades, you'll owe millions of dollars, I think the ceiling is probably like roughly close to the cost of the book. Um, but I don't know. In Riverdale, what happens is that you, Percival Pickens presents you with an ultimatum. Either find the book that all of these, uh, all of our characters have, every one of them has an overdue library book. Um, and every one of them has a secret. Secret. And a you know, some leverage that Percival Pickens has over them. And so he's saying you need to we're going to we're going to raise the library and yet you also still need to return the books. Um, and so uh, and of course, all of them are like, I rented that. But I took out that book in high school seven years ago. There's like a lot of like great seven years ago. Yeah, but then at the same time. Jughead says 10 years ago, and then he also said he was homeless 10 years ago. So is that around the time that he was living within the walls of Riverdale High School? Because remember that in the beginning of these uh, seasons? Right. and When he I, lived in the walls? How many years? The question is, how many years have we been in the seven years in the future timeline? Probably at least one at this point, because we have been, we've been post time jump for about one year. So maybe he's talking about the two years before the first season of Riverdale, which makes sense because he was homeless when we meet him in the first season of Riverdale. Um, so he's like, I don't have my book. I gave it to my home, my one homeless friend, Doc, who's been there for my entire life, despite <laughs> being a street homeless person. You'd think that he would help him out, yeah, you know, at this point. But that's that's a story for another. Well, day. Doc walked west and never stopped walking, um, and <laughs> apparently walked all the way from New York State to California. Um, but we'll get to that later. So everybody has a book that they have taken out, and everybody has a reason that they don't can't find it back and everybody has a reason that they don't want Percival Pickens to have this leverage over them and so Percival says you either find the book or you find an exact replica that has to be the exact same edition and in the meantime or or you know you'll find you'll be owing thousands of dollars and in the meantime if you can't find it I'll take some collateral and so I, sh I should have made a list of everybody's book and everybody's collateral. But oh, like, I've got them. Okay, I know that. Good. So, Thank you. you know, he goes to um, Jughead and he wants the copy of Kafka's The Metamorphosis. I love back. that it's Kafka that Jughead has because of he has good taste. Of course it's <laughs> Kafka. Of course it is. So I was wondering what they were going to be doing with this because I was like, so, oh, what? Is he going to go through the metamorphosis? Like, it's they don't, it's not the same like supernatural rules for every single one of them. They're all different. I will say, so for Jughead's collateral, Percival takes, which I completely forgot about the whole season about the Baxter Brothers mystery books. Oh my God, me too. I completely forgot. So that book that Percival Pickens takes is the only Baxter Brothers book that his grandfather wrote. Oh. And I forgot. Remember the entire season entire about season. the Baxter Brothers? Yes. Books? And his grandfather. <laughs> I 
completely forgot. I was wondering about that because later when Cheryl is like, we have to burn it all, Jughead's like, I won't. This is like the only my thing book, of my grandfather my that book. I have left. And I was like, what are you talking about? Wow. Baxter the Baxter brothers. I'm so glad you also forgot because I was like, man, my brain, huh? Uh, but uh, so we both forgot that it was Baxter Brothers. Wow. So he takes the book from him, and Jughead's so upset. So he's got to go find the metamorphosis. So he goes to Archie, and what book did Archie not bring back? But songwriting from the heart, <laughs> which is the book that the abuser Miss Grundy gave to him in high school, so he could learn how to play guitar. So she gave him a library book as a gift. Fuck off, Miss Grundy. It's she was bad for many reasons. She was bad for yeah. First of all, don't sleep with a sixteen-year-old when you're an adult and you're their teacher. Second of all, don't somehow check out a library book in Archie's name and then give it to him as a gift. How does that even work? And so, right, so 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 Archie has a lot of trauma coming up around Miss Grundy. And if you are just joining us and you have not remembered season one of Riverdale, uh, what Miss Grundy is is a child abuser who was the music teacher in high school. But crucially, in season one of Riverdale, which I, both of us, absolutely uh, unambiguously loved, with the exception of this plot line where adult teacher Miss Grundy has like a hot, sexy relationship with Archie. And uh, I promise you that there is no part of that plot line as it is presented in Riverdale season one that suggests that it's inappropriate. Like it is, it is like. It's all like, oh yeah. Yes, it's oh. like just meant to be sexy. Or what, even if there's a little bit of like, oh, she's my teacher, I shouldn't be doing that, sure. But like, it's certainly not a story of like abuse and, and power, uh, you know, abuse dynamics. of power and power dynamics and grooming and shit. Uh, which is now how like, Betty, oh my God, when Betty's talking to Archie about it, and she's like, Archie, we didn't use this word at the time, but you were being groomed. I'm like, bitch, at the time, this was like literally five years ago in our real time. Like, it's not like we're talking about like, oh, it was the 1950s. We didn't know. Like, what? We didn't at the time. You are talking about the show. You are, we are, it's the same show. It's just a few seasons show. later. And you're like, oh my God, we didn't, we didn't know it at the time you were being groomed. <laughs> and so they are doing this hilarious rehab so of this plot funny. to suggest that, that Archie has all this trauma from his abusive relationship with Miss Grundy, which, you know, sure. Let's 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 try to save that aspect of Riverdale season one. And so now he is like, oh, I used to love music. And I wonder if I stopped because of that traumatic relationship. And it's like, no, Archie, you stopped because Riverdale became a show about like demons, <laughs> you know, instead of being a show about high schoolers. That's why you stopped. I also completely forgot with Miss Grundy when so he keeps seeing Miss Grundy in the school because again this is one of the one-off episodes where we remember that the foursome also teaches at the high school so he is teaching at the high school during this episode and he keeps saying zombie miss grundy because i forgot also that the black hood killed her with her own cello 
Oh my stick. god, yeah, I forgot that too. What is it called? <laughs> Not <laughs> I think it's a bow. bow. Do we call it's it a bow? A, it's a bow. I think it's a bow. Uh, you need to <laughs> listeners need to see how much Jackie and I are both doing the gesture of playing the cello. A bow. Right now. It's a bow. It's a bow. I think it's a bow. <laughs> is it a bow? It doesn't sound right. I'm looking it up. Yes, I totally forgot. So we had the black hood already in season one. So she's. I think it was, or it's like we didn't know who it was. I'm pretty sure it was the black hood who did it. And so he's now being plagued by these visions of Miss Grundy. Yeah, it's a bow. Which is actually, it is a bow. Yeah. <laughs> it is genuinely very sad that he is having to go through this trauma again. But of course, yeah, bro, you work in the high school that it happened in. Like, right. you banged her in that music room, bro. Right. It's okay. You should get a therapist. Yes, right. Of the many, many traumas that you still need to unpack, Archie, <laughs> this was your first. And apparently your least memorable because you're like, oh, yeah, I have never seen the ghost of Miss Grundy until now when all of this. But that's, you know, different people compartmentalize their trauma differently. And I guess Archie. Exactly. He put it all in the guitar, but then that's the thing is right. Percival takes the guitar, takes the guitar. as collateral. Right, right. And so Percival now has uh, Jughead's Baxter Brothers book, Archie's a guitar. Um, he goes to Veronica, and Veronica has checked out- Kiss of the Spider Woman. Yes. Have you ever read Kiss of the Spider Woman? No. Kiss of the Spider Woman is great. Yeah. And the second they said Kiss of the Spider Woman was like, of course. What I mean, it's exactly that. It's just, you know, it's the venom, it's the you know, it's the killing. And it's like, who is she? I thought she was gonna kill Reggie. I was like, please don't kill Reggie. That's gonna be like a big piece of candy that you're taking away from us sugar needing old ladies. <laughs> they well, they actually gave thankfully they gave Reggie something to do in this episode in a way that he's really been sorely needing. And so yes. Reggie was able to actually have a personality in this episode because he's furious at Veronica. He calls her a black widow because she has, to his point, killed several people that she dated yes. and killed her father. And so question mark. Question mark. Yeah. Never seen the body. Never seen um, the and body. so Reggie's like, you're a killer and a black you're widow. A killer. <laughs> and she's like, I don't wow. like you anybody. You're a killer. <laughs> you killed so many men. And she's like, <laughs> get out. And then he sends her a glamourge egg. And it's filled with spiders. I'm getting ahead of myself. What's the collateral that... So the collateral that Percival takes from Veronica is the portrait of Hiram. What I love, too, is that Veronica, which is exactly what I was thinking the entire time, he's like, or else you'll owe thousands in backlogged library book fees. And she's like, how much do I owe? She like gets out a checkbook. She's like, what do, what do you need? It's like, you pesky fly of a human being. Yeah. What do you need? And he's like, no, you'll be arrested for it, which is like, that's where I want to ask your mom these questions, MJ. Yeah. Like, can I don't think you can be arrested for Kiss of the Spider Woman, which is a very easily obtained <laughs> book. I know maybe not the exact edition, but so she's worried about being arrested. So he takes the painting of Hiram Lodge. Now, I still feel 
that the painting of Hiram Lodge, I think that his spirit lives inside of it because the way that they focus on that painting, I feel like it's got to have something more than being just a painting because, especially after this, because we'll find out at the end of this episode that she doesn't take the painting back because she never gives him the copy of Kiss of the Spider Woman. So... I wonder if that's going to be, and maybe it's just because I'm reading A Court of Miss and Fury right now, and what if that's like a link to Veronica in some way that they're going to be able to use it to take down Percival Pickens? Yes, I've said it. Quietly, but I've said it. (laughs) Definitely something's going on with that painting. It's alive. The soul of Hiram Lodge is in it, so I completely agree with you there. Um, And... Veronica continues to have, you know, a fucked up, stupid relationship with her daddy, where again, later on, when when um, they're trying to figure out how to get all this shit back and 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 Cheryl's telling them to burn it. Veronica is just being difficult and is like, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to do it. Um, And so so there's definitely something going on with that painting. Like. Well, she didn't know because remember she doesn't get it back from Brazil. Only right. Jughead didn't want to. That's burn right. The book. Jughead doesn't want to burn his book, but she's like, "You can keep the painting." Yeah, yeah. I don't want it. I don't want a picture of Daddy in my oh, my casino. Anymore. Yeah, that was a stupid leverage for Percival Pickens to take. Like, I'll take this thing you hate that you don't want back. But he doesn't know, right? So that's because you also got to remember Veronica's the only one that doesn't have a superpower at this right, point. Right, right. So. She's not even involved in any, like, he doesn't know her as well. Right. Because of it. Right. And then it comes down to uh, Cheryl with her copy of Flat. Okay, can we- I love that it's Flowers in the Attic. Can we unpack this for a second? Uh, It's Flowers in the Attic, the book that she didn't return. As well as she used to read it with her first- Crush Heather. Who has gone from being a literally somebody who nobody remembers except for from 2018 to now like, oh, yes, Heather, you know, the most most important person in your life. It's classic Riverdale inventing stakes when stakes were not there. Nobody gives a shit about Heather Riverdale. (laughs) You mentioned her for the first time in three years, four years, like last week. And now you're like, ah, yes, you used to love to read Flowers in the Attic with your gay girlfriend, Heather. And it's like, sure, that book was a sexually coming-of-age book for many people, um, maybe for queer kids as well, but it is just so funny to be like, ah, yes. Have the- you read it, though? I don't understand. Yeah, it's like... How? That's not, like, it's not a sexy book. No, it's a book about incest. I would say. <laughs> it's not about queerness. It's about a saw sexual assault. Yes. And it's... I think that the thing about (laughs) Flowers in the Attic, though, is like, to be real, I don't know why it became a lot of kids like sexual coming of age book, because it is disturbingly a book about incest. But I think for for whatever reason, it is a book. It is a YA book that talks graphically about like sex. And I think for that reason, even though it is about the book, the text itself is about like abuse. uh. I think that it's one of those weird YA things where it just became like, this is a book that describes horniness. And so I'm a YA and I'm horny. And so this, so that is truly a relationship that a lot of people have with flowers in the attic. I mean, when I was in middle school, I watched blue lagoon a lot. (laughs) And now 
I mean, I think I must have been about 17 when I realized that I was like, oh, oh, why did I watch that so much? Yeah. You know, when you just like get obsessed with things like that. So I do understand. It's just weird that it's tied to her first crush. Yes. And if you think about it, weirdly true to Cheryl because her mother was her mother well i guess it's not incest if you're banging both the brothers right because remember penelope blossom was having sex with her father as well as her father's evil twin brother right but then also the relationship of jj and cheryl i feel like that makes a lot of sense but i didn't understand why they brought weird new character heather into this that was the thing they just didn't need to have it be about heather they could have just been like cheryl loves flowers in the attic and you'd be like of course she does like there's been a subtextual incestuous relationship with her and her brother the entire for the entirety of of the show she loves it you don't have to bring in her her gay girlfriend you just have to make it about her and her (laughs) weird brother but don't worry they did bring in her weird brother because it was jason's corpse in a trunk which mj did you remember that his corpse is just in a trunk in the living room? No, I didn't remember that the corpse was still there. <laughs> and that it, it's but it's not a corpse anymore. In 7 years it has turned into uh, he must have been embalmed before because yeah. it, he was just not a decomposing corpse. He was just like a slightly decomposed corpse for all that time that she was <laughs> carrying him around and stuff, but now he's like he's bones. N- now he's bones. <laughs> <laughs> So now he is fully decomposed. And um I was sad because I really wanted him to take the doll with Abigail Blossom's. Yes, that would be a great idea. It. Why didn't they take that? That's such a good that's such a missed opportunity. But you're because right, like what if now the the spirit of Hiram haunts him from the painting and then the spirit of Abigail could have haunted him from the doll? Yeah. I mean, maybe they're gonna do something with the spirit of Jason, which we know never dies. But yeah, never so that's dies. what he takes from Cheryl. So we we did Cheryl, Veronica, Archie, Jughead, Betty. Betty. What was Betty's book? Alice Cooper, the little snake in the grass, went through her room looking for small engine repairs because remember that unlocked all the feelings about her and her father right? because she used to work on cars with her father but then all of the bleach smells that she keeps smelling and thinking of her father were because he was trying to get all of the blood out of the cars because he was a serial killer but what does Alice Cooper give to Percival as collateral her fucking diary. Alice, be a be a good parent. Alice Cooper, man, about? just betraying her child every which way at every opportunity she can. She's like, oh, so I gave him your diary for collateral. And I get that Alice is easily manipulated and falls under the spell of absolutely every charlatan that comes to town. But like, Betty, you are a grown adult. Can you get your belongings out of your mother's house can you live you somewhere else can you live somewhere else not eat dinner with her every night like so do you need to create some boundaries because this per- again if you are an adult who has that kind of relationship with your mother that's great but not when your mother is alice cooper and will give your diary to a fucking ghost bear at the <laughs> drop of a hat like <laughs> Like this man is clearly the spirit of a of a white supremacist from the night from the 1700s, and 
Alice is just like, I'll give you whatever you want. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Building a stronger financial foundation? Good plan. Northwestern Mutual's Guide to Good Financial Planning can help you balance spending and saving, set goals, and start creating the life you want to be living. You'll learn how the tools in your financial plan reinforce each other to help you minimize taxes and offset potential risks. Grow your confidence by strengthening your finances today at northwesternmutual.com slash goodplan. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start Start saving saving today. today. Visit sling.com to see your offer. Sling. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. And so Betty, right, and so Betty's having a rough one because she's having a lot of memories that are coming up for her about how all these times she hung out with her dad. It turned out he was actually serial killing and like telling her how she's a serial killer too. That to me fair. This is, so there's a scene where she has a memory where she's in bed and she's like, daddy, I'm, a, I'm afraid of monsters. And, she, and he's like, don't worry, honey, you don't have to be afraid of monsters. Do you know why? And she's like, why? And he's like, because you and I are scarier than any monster. And I died because my one of my kids is very afraid of monsters right now. And I thought, how awesome would it be if that was my response? Please, <laughs> Zelda. Zelda, don't worry, Zelda. Zelda. We're the monsters. <laughs> you and I are scarier than any monster <laughs> you could possibly dream of. Please, truth, <laughs> please just terrify you. Child. Oh, and good news! I got a I got a answer from my mom about what happens if you don't uh, return a library book. So, resident um, okay, page seven is. Riverdale Roundup librarian says most librarians would probably say thanks for returning it. I said, what happens if you don't return a library book for decades? She said most librarians would say thanks for returning it and post an abject letter written uh, by a library ru- user in the break room. Fines, no matter how old, normally don't go ab- above a certain amount, maybe $5. Or if the librarians were real jerks, maybe $25. But don't keep accruing fines. Libraries want the book back more than they want the money. And charging millions of dollars won't get the book back. Please dispel the rumor that librarians are vindictive idiots. adorable. <laughs> I love your mom so much. And she says, I had some hilarious overdue letters in my file. 
Uh, so I guess you, you you write you write letters and you beg for the book back. So to that point, Percival saying you need to find an identical version of the book, perhaps rings true. Wow, I can't believe we got an answer from the source. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this, <laughs> and also what a what a very in depth text answer i love a parent text yes i love that (laughs) it's just such all correct punctuation oh yes there is all just everything everything is capitalized there are some parentheticals i didn't even include because it would have gotten too lengthy (laughs) (laughs) but so yeah i guess you i see so she's saying that usually when somebody has accidentally kept a library book that long that they often return it with like an apology letter and then the librarians keep the apology letter that's actually a fun fact so like that's great. can you imagine i never would have done that ever i have found library books i have a couple library books from like childhood that my mom still has because of the shame I was like, it's fine. We give because I volunteered for the library as well. And she's like, you gave so much of your time. It's all right. And like the guilt I would feel. Um, But I never, maybe should I go home and write an apology letter and bring them back? (laughs) It sounds like you won't be arrested. You won't be charged millions of dollars. What if I wrote it in like my Instagram caption type way of a letter to the library? Like I'm slurping this book out into your your mentions. Like write a real letter. It sounds like this is a joyful part of being the life of a librarian is getting the apologetic letters. All right. Please everyone send your, if you have a book, send it back. Put a put a fun apology letter in there. <laughs> but yeah, you will not keep accruing <laughs> fines. You will get a maximum of about twenty five dollars, and ideally, you will. Uh, you the goal is to get the book back to the library. Learn something new every damn yeah. day. Yeah. This is this has been Library Science Corner. I mean, <laughs> Library Science Corner. I think that Reggie needs a little bit of Library Science Corner as well because. Percival Pickens took his book on how to not be dyslexic anymore oh, back. Oh, yeah. This and was... then he went back to have, and also, can we just talk about how adorable it was that when Percival went and asked Reggie for his dyslexia book back, he still had it in his office because it's like something that was so dear to him. And then he gave the book back and then his dyslexia came, well, supernatural dyslexia came back because that's not what dyslexia is. It's not just like, I mean, at least I, at least of what I've heard, it's not the words melding together. Like everything is one of those, um, what is it? The puzzles where you have to put your face yes, really like close to it and guy. move back. Yes. Like a magic eye. Yeah, I would actually love to hear from any dyslexic listeners we have about this portrayal of dyslexia because there was some things that I think Riverdale did kind of, like it's you know thoughtfully of being like of him being like this was like a really hard part of my childhood and it was like a real really lonely and like you know being dyslexic was like this this you know it's a source of shame and then and you know to think back on it is upsetting like i thought that that was actually like again like yeah let's give reggie a slight personality that's nice but then yeah they portray like when he, when the dyslexia comes back they turn it into this kind of like nightmare you know like uh terrifying blurry vision like letters sliding all over the place and it was powerful i was like i guess it would be really scary to like look at a book and then not be able to read it and i guess yeah. so i i actually am curious like for any 
dyslexic folks out there if you thought what you thought of that portrayal because I was like okay this is one of those times where I can't tell if Riverdale's doing like an interesting and creative and thoughtful job about this like you know this in terms of from a kind of like disability perspective or if this is like Riverdale like really not doing a good job I really did not know because I don't know what it feels like to be dyslexic and I felt I could tell that they were trying to do something like thoughtful and interesting but you know again it's Riverdale and so they turn it into this like it's dyslexia but it'll also kill you you know (laughs) which I'm pretty sure it's not yeah Uh, I don't think it'll kill him I imagine it would be very upsetting so I guess that's why like the whole thing is like Percival's like I I fair is fair and that I will do the fair thing so if you bring me back the book I'll give you back everything that I take from collateral but then Reggie did give him the book, and then he couldn't read anymore. Yeah. So if Archie gave him back the book, does that mean he can't play music anymore? Right. And does that mean that Betty can't fix cars anymore? And also Kiss of the Spider Woman, which has nothing to do with learning anything, but it is about a woman that kills with venom. And then Veronica does kill Geraldo, which Geraldo... I don't know why I thought Geraldo was her cousin. I thought Geraldo was her family member as well. I'm like, right? first of all, who's Geraldo? Second of all, why are you fucking him? Third of all, he died in your bed. What did you do about that? Did you did you call like did you call the cops? Did they not That's say which we didn't even say because Reggie and Veronica after uh, Veronica essentially aggressively coerced reggie into having sex that he didn't really want in the last episode um they broke up for realsies this time and he's like essentially he's like go ahead go fuck geraldo we all know you're gonna do it so what does she do she calls up geraldo and she fucks geraldo but geraldo i i could have sworn was her cousin that came when yeah at to her father's funeral that's what i thought her abuelita yeah she meets him with in the context of being surrounded by her other family so who is right i could have sworn that geraldo was a family member um but either way she bangs him you felt that way as well yeah because i i was very very confused talk about flowers in the attic talk But it doesn't even matter because she kills him in her own bed. Dr. Colonel's like, yep, you definitely killed him. him Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. It's just like Kiss of the Spider Woman because like all those black widows were inside of the Glamour J egg. So she thought it was the black widow, but she's the black widow. She's so this she wakes. She fucks this guy who may or may not have been her cousin. She wakes up the next morning. He's dead. And then I just want to know, like, who did you did you call the? Police? Did you did paramedics come and take? Is there no investigation into the dead man that woke up into your? Did just go straight to doctor? I guess they always just call Doctor Colonel Junior. He's their like man on the inside, and and yeah, he's I like, guess. it couldn't have been a spider bite. There was no puncture anywhere on his body. <laughs> the poison must have come from the lips. Oh my God, MJ, you should go as Doctor Colonel Junior <laughs> for Halloween. I should. I'm gonna just spend the whole night explaining who I am and have nobody. <laughs> exactly what Holden hates about Halloween I know, costumes. I'll definitely just piss Holden off. <laughs> no and one will know who I go am. as Hira Blonde. <laughs> Please. He just looks like a man in a suit. <laughs> uh, and then, like, 
there might be like one random 17 year old at the party that's like are you dr curdle jr from riverdale <laughs> oh i think so the that venom came great. from the lips yeah, the venom came from the lips so they're so all getting cursed in different ways like Veronica has been cursed. So Percival is cursing them, right? He cursed Reggie with dyslexia. He cursed Veronica with being a poison spider. Um, and I think he's cursing Betty with like her memories, right? Like, yeah. So it's also like bringing up all this trauma. So she's being traumatized because she's thinking about all this stuff with her dad that she never thought about before. Archie's being traumatized by his old past traumas coming back. Cheryl's trauma, like, I love it because Cheryl's like, that's not even affecting me because, <laughs> like, I'm already dealing with that. So it doesn't matter. Heather, like, oh, her ghost is here. Fine. <laughs> I love that Cheryl was the only one, like, yeah, I've dealt with some things before. So, like, this isn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, Cheryl was totally fine and was like, let me just focus my pyrokinesis on setting. So Cheryl was the that's one who right, understood. And I forgot. Jughead was starting to get eczema, which like it, I thought that it was happening like the metamorphosis like in Kafka's the metamorphosis, right. but it wasn't. It was because when his grandfather died, he was covered in eczema, so they put eczema all over his hands, but like his fingernails were falling. Actually, genuinely, like that's upsetting. Yeah, yeah, I right. So Jughead's being cursed by eczema. Which is just like he's being cursed by eczema, <laughs> like a lame curse, you know. Yeah, but still, I mean, upsetting. eczema can suck. My one of my kids is dealing with that right now. It's it's tricky. It's uh, rough, you know. It's rough. So he's got eczema. <laughs> Reggie's got dyslexia. Uh, Betty's got memories of her serial killer father. Archie's got memories of his sexual relationship with a teacher, and. Cheryl's just like, let's just get it all back and set it all on fire. So that's what they do. They bring the books back and then they take their things back to Thornhill. And of course, with her pyrokinetic energies, she sets it all on fire, except for the book and except for Hiram Lodge's portrait right. that Percival still has. Right, right. Because Cheryl, I mean, Veronica is like, I don't care. I don't want it. And it's like, bitch, can you think about other people for one second? No one for cares second. whether you want it. We care about whether Percival can use it for his power. Against you, because he's using it to curse y'all, you bitch. Yes. But also he tries to curse Kevin. And we didn't even talk oh about the God, fact piggy, that piggy. piggy, once a piggy, always a piggy. <laughs> yes, thank you. We it's because it was Kevin. Lord of the Flies. It was Lord of the Flies that he wants and... And Kevin said he always identified with Piggy and he was like in the process of flirting with Moose because it must have been in their flirtations in high school. He gave him his copy of Lord of the Flies. People need to stop lending their library books to other people without following up. You can't follow up. You can't do it. And so Moose gives it back. But then when Kevin goes to bring the book back to Percival... They kiss, y'all. Yeah. How do you, do you feel about that? Percival, that's right. I totally forgot that Percival and Kevin kiss. Like kiss. Yes, kiss. have like a sexy kiss. Because I'm upset because I wanted to be with Moose. I don't want to watch Percival kissing anyone. Again, Kevin deserves better. Why is Kevin such a shell of a man? Kevin has no values, doesn't care about any of his friends. They always do him dirty. They always do him dirty. And here he's just like, yeah, I guess I'll kiss this fucking ghost mare. Like, there's just no reason for Kevin to be so spineless and have nothing that he believes in. But 
I guess, I don't know, maybe he's under Percival's spell or whatever. And so well, he is on the written list of the allies that he has in the town. Yeah. It's like, it, Percival, if you are a bad guy, I don't think that you should be writing down a list of who your allies are. I think you can just keep that inside of your brain or am I being crazy? Yeah, no, you're definitely right about that. Like, but it is, I mean, the only person Percival ever interacts with, you know, in a non-cursing way is Kevin. Like, Kevin is the only person he, like, works with, you know, and I guess Alice. I guess now they're going to start banging, though. I mean... I mean, I'm fine with that. I'll take any kind of consensual banging. Yeah. You know that. I will watch the hell out of it. We for need the most more banging. Part, so. Oh, and speaking of which, Betty and Jughead, uh, Betty and Archie are not pregnant. Not pregnant. But but then she just was like, when she said that she kept smelling bleach and that it was making her nauseous, I was like, yeah. or is she? I know. When she was like, oh, I'm really or nauseous. I don't feel she? good. I was like, you're pregnant. Girl, you pregnant. Yeah. I'm like, you pregnant. But then I wonder what's going to happen if she is and if it's going to be the pro Christ. It is not going to be the last of the pregnancy from Betty that we hear about because no. you can't plant, you know, it's like Chekhov's gut. You can't just be like, oh, what if we had a baby? And then be like, in one the course of two episodes, be like, never mind, I guess we won't. I also just realized why wasn't Tabitha in this episode and she could have taken them back in time to go find the books. Yeah, that would have been fun. That would have been so fun. We could have gone back Duh, to their high school Riverdale. or to like avenge their traumas. I guess she, she probably can't do that. But that would have been fun to find the books. Man, what a missed opportunity. Missed opportunity, Riverdale. Just ask me. <laughs> Start asking me these things. I mean, in fact, we got a very, um, I love you, Victoria. Um, Victoria sends in every once in a while to page7podcast at gmail.com. Just thoughts <laughs> on Riverdale. And I just love how angry you get. I'm just going to read this real quick. So in this week's episode, Betty's whole thing about remembering her dad cleaning up after a murder and realizing he was killing way before we knew, except there's no fucking way that's true. Betty gave a stupid fucking speech at a stupid town meeting or something, and it reminded Hal about his mom's crazy murder training video, and that's when he started killing. Wow. How do the writers not fucking know that? And how do they not remember that after it came out that Hal was a killer, Alice changed her name back to Alice Smith. Now he's, she's even calling herself Alice Cooper again. You're right. Also, I laughed so loud when Kevin talked about being husky again. That's all. Oh, yes. Love you. I was husky. <laughs> remember his mother the drop of his mother and he had to buy the husky kit she clothes. took me shopping in the husky department <laughs> <laughs> yes i forgot uh kevin is husky and you know this is why we need riverdale must have one position on staff whose job it is to just keep a running list of all plot points right to like it's just a script supervisor, but it has to be the script supervisor for all of these seasons and be like, oh, yeah, check back. Is it possible that Hal Cooper was killing when Betty was 10? And just check back. Is it possible? Oh, no, it's not possible because he became a killer when she was 17 or whatever. You know, just keep track. If the listeners can do it, surely someone on staff I mean, can. It's difficult for us to It is difficult track. for us. I certainly didn't we remember talk that. About it. <laughs> I didn't remember it either. So thank you so much, Victoria, um, for giving us these these rememories that we desperately need. Well, I think that I think we've covered all of it. I think we've learned yeah. 
a lot. So don't worry if you haven't returned a library book for several decades. They're not going to charge you millions of dollars, but they do want the book back. So You should send them an apology letter. (laughs) And send an apology letter and they will save it because they're librarians and they will put it in the archives. Adorable. (laughs) And we also learned that Riverdale now frowns upon sexual relationships between teachers and students. Thank you, Riverdale. So that's good. Uh, we, we remembered that Jughead was once a YA author himself with yes. the Baxter brothers um, and his grandfather. And yeah, I mean, I would say I should try to make predictions for next week, but I have no fucking idea. No idea. Absolutely zero idea where it could go after this. No idea what's going to happen with it. It is, because um, like even I'm surprised by how much the... Uh, Superpowers have taken a backseat. Zero superpowers in this episode. Zero. It's really kind of crazy. And Percival didn't even use mind control. He just used like actual coercion. This was a totally yeah. non-supernatural episode. <laughs> yeah, except for the pyrokinetic. Except um, for the pyro. Yeah, like yeah, one yeah. fire to burn. Yeah, I did no, like the line right. where <laughs> Jughead was like, it's a book. I'm not burning it. What would Ray Bradbury say? Bradbury say. Fantastic. Right. I All love right, Jug. Jughead's heavy-handed lit boy identity. <laughs> I think it is just great. <laughs> oh, and I love you guys. Thank you guys for listening to my croaks. And thank you so much, MJ, for... Um, steering us into the harbor here we have landed in the harbor we did it and we We will be back next week with whatever episode whether you want us to be or not we will be here (laughs) we love you guys love you guys Bye. this show is made possible by listeners like you Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.